welcome back to the fire mark it is october 31st 2022 if you couldn't guess by the halloween music here so we are back uh live doing another show we're live on itunes spotify listen notes anchor.fm google podcasts i want to thank everybody for their support please go follow and subscribe we have over 3,000 downloads and are growing super fast so thanks to everyone for supporting the program um you can follow the cast on facebook as well and um, as everybody's aware, or most people should be aware, we do trivia. Uh, we have one question at the end of each segment, so email the answers to thefiremark at hotmail.com uh, and put trivia answers in the subject line. There's going to be a $20 Target gift card for getting the trivia correct, and uh, we are going to start off on our current events segment for today. So um, just want to get into the uh, upcoming elections. That's pretty much what everybody's been talking about. Um, they're coming up uh, in about a week, November 8th. So it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, it's it's crazy, though. Like, if you listen to the left, it's all democracy, democracy versus fascism. So the, as if the left is all about democracy, and if the right wins, then it's all fascism. And it's this is, this is the left's campaign slogan. Like, how sick is this? You know, does the right campaign with it's the constitutionalists versus the socialists or it's the boomers versus the groomers? You know, it's just ridiculous. And and it's and it's really no matter what you vote for, it's it's no longer right versus left. It's right versus wrong. So as you vote, think about that. And we have a bunch of debates going on. So uh, I don't know. It's been been kind of entertaining. I've caught uh, a bunch of them, uh, not in their entirety, but, you know, wisps here and there. So we're going to go over uh, a couple of them here. We got uh, Demings versus Rubio, Hochul versus Zeldin, Ozent versus Fetterman, Warnock versus Walker. So uh, let's dive in. So we got Val Demings versus Marco Rubio. This is for the uh, Senate seat in Florida. Rubio is a Republican. Demings, the Democrat. So Rubio comes off very smart and calm and collected in the debate, I thought, where Demings was right on the attack. And, you know, for me personally, I don't know why people have to go on the attack. Why can't you just talk about what you're going to do and what your campaign speech is? Why, why do these people have to attack each other? You know, let's hear what you stand for instead of attacking the other candidate and bringing them down. You know, I, you know this strategy is how we got Biden, and that has been a disaster. So I hope we don't make that same mistake again. So the truth is, for those out there, I, I live in Central Florida, and Val Demings did nothing as an Orlando police chief and only got her job due to her gender and ethnicity, not by any of her accomplishments or merit. You know, that's a fact. That's not being biased in any way because I have contacts that work in the police department, and they can verify this. So this is just not my speculation. And Demings is a radical regressive who supports unconstitutional vaccine and mask mandates, and in no regard is she going to move our country forward. So at the same time, there is some good and some bad with Rubio, but I do feel that he overall cares more about the citizens of this country than Demings does. And you know what you're going to get with him because he's the incumbent. So in my opinion, the choice is obvious. So if I have to give an edge, um, I think Rubio is going to pull it out, but I think the election is going to be very close. Uh, moving on, we got Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. This is for the governor race in New York State. Uh, Kathy Hochul is the incumbent Democrat, sort of the incumbent because she was the lieutenant governor. And then when uh, Andrew Cuomo, who was the governor, resigned, she became default as governor. And then she's facing the Republican Lee Zeldin. Um, 
I think in her time as as brief time as governor, she didn't do anything to distance herself from the horrible Cuomo. And she kept these ridiculous mask and vaccine mandates and, you know, shutting down the schools and school restrictions. You know, she kept up the mask and vaccine pressure and still does when there's overwhelming evidence of the risks versus of the vaccine vaccine and children outweigh the reward, uh, especially in school settings Um, in the debate. She even dodged the question about mandating the COVID vaccine in schools where Zeldin directly said that he would never mandate. So that was a win for Zeldin, I thought. Um, Hochul just kind of acts cocky, you know, and if she she acts if she represents the people of the state of New York, but they never really directly elected her. So I wish she would recognize that she hasn't been directly elected in a campaign more like somebody that is, you know, new to the role versus somebody that's an incumbent because you're not really the incumbent. Um, I think Kathy Ogle is just terrible. Um, I, you know, I don't know enough about Lee Zeldin. You know, he makes a good speech. He presents himself very well. I don't know enough to know if he's going to be good or bad, but I know that Kathy Hochul is terrible. Uh, if I have to give an edge, I think it's real even because New York is very democratic, but I really hope that New York wakes up from all the lies that's happened through COVID and everything and gives Zeldin a chance. So... Uh, we got Mehmet Oz and uh, John Fetterman over in the Senate race in Pennsylvania. Uh, this this race is a complete disaster. You know, it's clear that Fetterman is not mentally competent to be in the position he's running for. He, he had a stroke, you know, obviously hope he gets better from that. He can't complete sentences and, and say things. And, you know, I mean, it's one thing if you have like a physical, you know, handicap like Greg Abbott or FDR did or something like that. But, I mean, as we've seen with Biden, it's just you're not mentally there and you can't be in the Senate for the United States. You know, I mean, is this the reason why he was trying to dodge the debate in the first place? I mean, they had to pull like a million strings just to get them to debate each other. And, you know, my opinion of Oz, you've seen him on TV for years, and his medical knowledge is crap. I mean, he's he's a straight-out quack charlatan, in my opinion. You know, I question if he's even a Republican. You know, he's already saying that he lives in New Jersey, and he's not even from Pennsylvania, and his, like, wife has a, has a family member that has a house. That, it's garbage. So, I, disaster over there. And, and it's, it's sad that this is who we got to vote for, but it is what it is. If I have to give an edge, I think I think Oz actually wins this race by a mile because I think Fetterman did himself no favors with that debate. But in my opinion, neither is qualified to represent the United States of America. That's just my thoughts. Uh, and then over in Georgia in the Senate race, we got Raphael Warnock, who's a Democrat, versus Herschel Walker, the former Georgia running back, is a Republican and NFL star. This this is another complete disaster of race. Both men have very few strengths and many weaknesses, in my opinion. And I also have doubts that either can properly represent in the Senate. Um, yeah, it's 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 just tough. Um, I struggle with the fact that you have have these races where you have men in both Pennsylvania and Georgia, and this is the best of the best that can run for Senate. You know, everybody's read about all the alleged scandals surrounding both these men, so I don't need to reiterate all that. But um, anyway, moving on to to an edge. If I have to give an edge to somebody, I'm going to give it to Warnock by a decent margin. Um, but I'm really not a fan of fan of either. So going back to uh, to Fetterman, um, Joe Biden came out saying the other day that he's vouching for Fetterman and that Fetterman's going to do a good job. And I'm like, really? Why? Because you both suffer from from a, a mental uh, faculty compromise. Uh, you know, <laughs> Biden vouching for Fetterman is like Jared from Subway vouching for R. Kelly, or or Dr. Seuss vouching for Dr. Fauci. 
I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. And then, you know, I I heard on the other day they this uh, Lawrence O'Donnell who's a, a left wing uh, talk show host on on MSNBC, and he had a clip the other day on October twenty sixth, and he was referencing um, Fetterman's health. Uh, in the debate, which I thought was interesting, but um, I, I was interested in the clip for uh, he had about a forty-five second clip I wanted to play here that I was interested for for another reason. So I'm going to go ahead and play the clip here. Way back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt to find serious health problems in the White House in the 21st century. We had a vice president who had four heart attacks before he became vice president. Dick Cheney's first heart attack was when he was 37 years old. Vice President Cheney had a life-saving heart surgery in 2005 that if it failed, would have made Republican House Speaker Dennis Hastert the next in line for the presidency. And years later, Dennis Hastert went to prison after confessing to the sexual abuse of high school kids when he was a high school wrestling coach. Okay, so this guy references something, and I, I had never even heard of that. I didn't know about Dennis Hastert. I learned something, actually, that he was the Secretary of State, I guess. But he was talking about Dick Cheney. If something went wrong with his heart surgery, then this guy would have been next in line as Speaker of the House to be president uh, you know, behind George Bush. That's not how the rules of succession work. Okay, in fact, this happened when Spiro Agnew resigned in 1973. If you leave the the office of the vice president vacancy, the Speaker of the House doesn't automatically bump up a slot. Like, I don't understand why you try to scare people and be like, we almost had a president in the United States that was a, a sexual offender back when he was a high school wrestling coach. I mean, my God, like, this guy looks pretty old. And uh, you know what? Let me, let's, let, let's go ahead and look it up here. Let me see. Lawrence, Lawrence O'Donnell. Let's see, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence of Arabia, Johnny and Lawrence. Okay, here it is. Lawrence O'Donnell, born November seventh, nineteen fifty-one. Okay, so this guy, this guy was in his twenties when Spiro Agnew resigned. Like, how do you not know this? Like, or do you know it, or you're just putting your fear-mongering left-wing scare tactic on it to to pander to your audience? I, I really thought that was terrible and in bad taste. To go ahead and put that spin on it when that, that is not at all how the rules of succession work. So anyway, I'm going to give you a thumbs down, Lawrence O'Donnell, for a garbage take on that and completely missing the point. So moving on to COVID. Uh, the Biden administration came out the other day and said COVID is still a public health emergency and it's going to continue this emergency until January 11th, 2023. Why? <laughs> what information are they basing this on? You know, hospitalization, hospitalizations and deaths are down. Infections are down. What's what's the justification for this? You can't tell me that lie you did the last two years that it's going to be, quote, a winter of illness and death for the unvaccinated, unquote, because you set an end date for this in the middle of winter. And meanwhile, uh, only 13 million people in the United States have gotten the latest booster for COVID. You know, people have finally seen through through this BS. I mean, you know, in my opinion, this is the real big lie. Uh, anyway, another big piece of news, I think it happened on Friday, was this attack on Paul Pelosi in his home in San Francisco. I guess some man entered his house and hit him with a hammer or something. 
you know, there's been reports coming out, and it's too early to tell. We don't even know exactly what's going on with this. You know, I guess he was injured, and obviously in no way, shape, or form do I condone this violence. You know, there should never be violence against another person. But, you know, immediately when this happened, the left turned this into a political uh, 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 thing that, that they blame all the, uh, uh, all the Trump Trumpists and the MAGA and all this other stuff are directly responsible. And if you vote Republican, you're directly responsible for Paul Pelosi's attack. You know, are, are they really think that they're going to turn this attack into an October surprise to get people to vote democratic? I mean, it really disgusts me that they made it political and you know, the shoe's always on the other foot too. Like, is it right that Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi said that she wanted to punch Trump? You know, was she asleep during the January 6th attack uh, riot, knowing how crazy these Trump extremists are? I mean, you know, maybe you should shut your mouth next time, Tupac Shakur. Like, you, you say all this stuff. You, you say you want to punch Trump. You know that there's wackos out there that will, will do anything to defend Trump. And the next thing you know, your your husband is being attacked by supposedly, and I don't even know, you know, this is all speculation at this point that we, he was some, you know, right-wing whack job, but... Supposedly, he's attacked by them. I mean, maybe you should keep your violent remarks to yourself and shut up. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't walk into a black neighborhood and start yelling racist remarks. You know, violence is wrong on any side, but these people have done everything to throw more accelerant on this fire than water, in my opinion. Moving on to other news. Uh, Communist Canada, they dropped its vaccine and max, mask mandates as of October 1st. So thank goodness for that. But one of the reasons why was the Minister of Tourism petitioned their communist leader, anti-Semite Prime Minister Justin Turdeau, to drop the mandate because they were losing so much money and revenue and needed to attract more tourists. So it was always about money and not about real public health, right? Okay, got it. Uh, down in Florida, South Florida, the Parkland jury rejected the death penalty for Nicholas Cruz, we all know what happened in this school shooting, and amongst all the terrible school shootings we have in this country, it's, it's, listen, I don't care if you're left, right, up, down, whatever you are, someone that commits this act of violence of this magnitude, in my opinion, deserves immediate death. I, I don't even want to wait for a trial. Like, we know you're guilty of a guilty, but we just, we just kill you right there. You know, there, there's no negotiation in this. This, this, this act, people of this magnitude do not need to take another breath on this planet. Um... You know, not only does it need they need to be committed to death, but, you know, I would be in favor of a public death so that we could show this is what we do to people that commit these heinous acts. So maybe they stop doing them. This is what we need to fight. And this is what's most important. And this is what both sides need to get together to do and fight, in my opinion. Um, What else is going on? The Trump Trump was subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. Listen, first of all, a committee cannot lawfully subpoena someone. And second, do they really think Trump's going to show up or care whatever the results of this committee are? You know, you're, you're going to need to indict him and charge him legally with a crime before you want him to get any attention. And, and by the way, I learned this too. So Nancy Pelosi's daughter was filming a documentary coincidentally at the same time as the January 6th riot? Yeah, that doesn't seem suspicious. And, and you know, here's my thing. Why is this just being released now and not on January 7th, 2021. And where's this footage and why haven't we seen it? And, you know, so many questions. Anyway, uh, it's almost November. Thanksgiving's right around the corner here. And uh, turkey prices are up 73% higher than last year due to inflation. Uh, is that because there's a turkey in the White House? Um, 
Maybe Biden will pardon himself on November 24th. He probably will because he gets confused and doesn't even know where he is or what he's doing. So, And meanwhile, he's releasing 15 million barrels of oil conveniently right before the election and drop gas prices. Sorry, Biden. Voters aren't stupid and still remember how high the prices have been and still are, and still are because of the inflation issue that you created, moron, and have done nothing, nothing to fix. Um, Adam Kinzinger, he's on the January 6th committee. He made some comments against or on Israel and asked why Israel is not helping Ukraine in their struggle against Russia after what happened to the Jews in the Holocaust. I'm like, what? How can you compare what's going on in Ukraine to the Holocaust against the Jews? What a moronic point. That was a genocide, not an invasion. You know, this guy and Liz Cheney both lost their elections, and they're going to be out of our government, thank God, by January 1st. I would love to have an emergency session of Congress to actually keep both these idiots on five more days and have them leave office on January 6th, just to prove a point. And speaking of anti-Semitism, we got Kanye West out there getting canceled all over the place with his BS and White Lives Matter and, and his clothing line and all the crap that comes out of his mouth. You know, the less out of this, more on the better, in my opinion. You know, shut him off of Twitter. Shut him off of all, all these other things. If he's going to speak hate, he just needs to be canceled all the way across the board. And speaking of that, Elon Musk taking over Twitter on Friday. He's already firing top executives and making changes. I think his first rule of action should ban Kanye West from Twitter. You know, it should be interesting how this plays out and what changes he makes in regards to what content and free speech will now allow on the platform. So I definitely want to follow that story. So we'll have that, uh, follow that closely coming through the future here. Uh, on to our Idiot of the Week. So our Idiot of the Week segment, we're going to give our Idiot of the Week to a man named Peter Strzok. He's an ex-FBI agent. So this guy wrote a book about how Trump is supposedly a foreign agent, and then he was fired from the FBI because he had an affair with a co-worker and also had a series of anti-Trump tweets while Trump was president. So he was then asked by his superiors to stop the tweets, and he was also under the gun, obviously, because of the affair, and he refused to stop the tweets, citing First Amendment rights, so they fired him. So then he files a wrongful termination suit, and that went nowhere. So now in order to get more media and press attention, he writes a book that Trump is compromised and he's a foreign agent. So this is, this is who this guy is. But the reason why I bring him up is he recently he came out with a public statement on MSNBC that January 6th was worse than 9-11. And I, I mean, I hope the sentiment is shared with me. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. How could you say that January 6th was, was worse to our country than September 11th? It's ridiculous. And this is coming from a, a person with, obviously, the moral character I just described. So, anyway, Peter Strzok, you're my idiot of the week for this week. So, congratulations. On to trivia. Um, earlier, I mentioned Vice President Spiro Agnew's resignation, leaving the office of Vice President vacant. That was done in 1973 when he was the Vice President under Richard Nixon. So, my trivia question for you is, who was the first Vice President to vacate the office in the middle of their term, and under which president did he serve? This is a tricky question. I'm going to tell you right away. So, again, I'll repeat the question. Who was the first vice president to vacate the office in the middle of a term, and under which president did he serve? So that's our trivia for our current events segment, and we will be right back with sports.
And welcome back to the farm market. It is October 31st, 2022. And this is our sports update for this week. So um, let's see, college football, we're kind of in the middle of the season, two-thirds of the way through. Uh, what happened this past weekend? Let's see, Georgia whacked Florida and continues rolling. They look pretty good. Tennessee somehow unbelievably is undefeated. Michigan, Clemson, Ohio State, they're also undefeated. So we got a, we got a battle at the top for the top four. You know, Georgia and Tennessee are playing this weekend. They're going to knock each other out when they play. So, But you never know. I, I read an article about some people thinking the SEC might get three teams in the playoff. Like, I don't understand how that would work, I guess. Whoever loses this game and finishes with one loss, and then the other team's undefeated, and then Alabama beats them. So now you got Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia all with one loss, and everybody – whatever. This is ridiculous. I wouldn't even waste my time to watch that crap. This is why we have conference schedules and championships. You know, in my opinion, we should never have more than one team per conference in the playoff. I'm totally an SEC homer, but to have three teams out of four from the SEC, it's ridiculous. You know, I'm, personally, I'm really sick of these rematches in the in the title game that we've had multiple times over the past decade. decade. Even last year, Georgia was clearly the best team in the country. And there's no reason they should have lost to Alabama in the SEC championship game. And it almost looked to me like it was sort of, quote-unquote, hate to say it, fixed because Georgia loses. They knew they were still getting in to the to the top four. And now Alabama gets in, and that's double the money for the conference. So, you know, maybe when they go to a 12-team playoff, maybe it'll be a little bit more fair. And that way you won't have people, you know, pulling these little tricks and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I look forward to that. Uh, baseball World Series is set. Phillies versus Astros. We've had two games already. Uh, series is tied 1-1 as it shifts back to Philly for uh, tonight for games 3, 4, and 5. Uh, I hope the Phillies win. I hate the Astros. They're, they're always going to be viewed as cheaters. You know, Astros manager Dusty Baker was very outspoken against Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs because he believed that Barry Bonds is the true record holder because he was his manager in 2001. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but you know you you got to root for the underdog. Um, I'm tired of the Astros and the sign stealing and the cheating, and you know even though they got rid of their manager and the general or the manager and the uh, president, I think of the team for the cheating. A lot of the players that were doing the cheating, they're still on the team. You know, I, I'm taking the Phillies. So speaking of other cheaters, uh, Tom Deflady Brady and Giselle are are headed for divorce. Am I supposed to give a shit about this? You know, it just goes to prove to the guys out there, put your women before football uh, or it may turn ugly for you. Rihanna is performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. That'll be good. She's she's a great performer. I like her music. But uh, the interesting thing is this will be the first Super Bowl in history where the net worth of the performer is greater than the individual net worth of any of the players or coaches on the field. So think about that one. That's interesting. Um... What else is going on in the NFL? The Seahawks beat the Giants over the weekend. I watched that game. Ugh, I can't I can't believe the Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West. You know, you have the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. The 49ers won the NFC Championship game. The Cardinals last year started off 8-0. And the Seahawks at 5-3 are above all those, all those teams. Um, the Eagles and the Vikings are flying high. The Eagles are undefeated. The Vikings, I think, only have one loss. So, you know, shout out to my bros, Ozzy and Lowell, for uh, those are their teams. My Panthers, uh, I, I don't want to talk about that game this past weekend. 
Uh, in the AFC, um, not a lot of surprises in the first place teams. You got Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, and Kansas City. So should be an interesting second half of the season. I don't think that there's going to be too much drama, honestly, in the AFC. I think you could probably pick out the seven teams that are going to make the playoffs in the AFC. But the NFC, I think, is going to be a little bit tighter. So so we'll see. Um, on to our uh, sometimes segment here, Sports City of the Week. So Sports City of the Week, real easy pick this time, is going to go to Tua Tagovailoa. He comes back to the Dolphins, what is it, about a week ago. Um, they played the um, Steelers on Sunday Night Football. I watched that game. I literally watched this moron put his head down to fight for a first down on like a third and long in which he had no chance to get the first down and took a nasty head hit again. Even the announcers were cringing and were like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? This guy puts his body and life out there and doesn't give two shits about his own health or life, and it's clear to me now. I, I do not understand how, you know, I was even talking to a friend of mine, too, the other day, and she was telling me how, you know, Tua comes from this, like, close-knit Hawaiian family, and, you know, they, they all get together, and they should be like, look, if you don't feel comfortable playing, like, we got you, we'll move on and do different things. So, I mean, if that's the case, then why is he doing this? What is wrong with this guy? My only answer, he's an idiot. So, anyway, our Sports City of the Week, Tua Tagovailoa. So, congratulations, Tua. We'll see if you can maybe go back-to-back by continuing to play or, or whatever. So, anyway, on to our trivia question uh, for uh, today. Um, this will be an easy one because the current event segment was kind of hard. So, uh, earlier I was talking about Dusty Baker and Barry Bonds in 2001. So, what team did Dusty Baker manage in 2001? Like I said, I give you a hard one for the first question. So, this is an easy one. And that's our sports segment. We will be right back with entertainments. Welcome back to the Fire Market. It is October 31st, 2022. This is our entertainment segment. So, got a lot going on in the entertainment world. Um, obviously, uh, what was it? The Halloween Ends movie came out. Uh, I didn't see it. I read the descriptions. I had a lot of friends that saw it. They said it was terrible. Um, I don't know. I haven't been a big fan of uh, of that because I didn't like this whole story about it not being uh, about Jamie Lee Curtis not being Michael Myers' sister and, and so forth. So, I mean, it's kind of difficult for me. I did want to sit down and watch it, but I wasn't going to sit through three movies knowing that the fourth movie was absolutely garbage. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give that a pass. But um, did see some stuff, did see some new trailers, uh, new Black Panther movies coming out in about a week or two, Wakanda Forever. That looks pretty cool. Um, we got this crazy scary movie uh, that uh, I think just came out. It was called Terrifier 2 about a murderous guy dressed as a clown, like Art the Clown or something like that. I guess it's a low-budget movie and it was a sequel to a, another movie a couple years ago called Terrifier. Um I read the descriptions of it. Boy, that it looks it looks creepy. And I heard the second movie, um, people were like vomiting in the movie theater. So that's pretty crazy. So um, I don't know. I don't think that's for everybody. But if you like that kind of stuff, sure, go for it. 
Um, another scary TV show was coming out called The Watcher. That looked pretty cool about a family. It's I think it's a true story. Family moves into a house and then there's people like kind of watching them and stalking them. And um, I don't think there's any supernatural evidence. So it's kind of based on true events. So that's kind of creepy. And on a light thing, I saw a trailer for Picard Season 3 with uh, all the Next Generation cast, so that should be cool. That's coming out in February, and I think sometime next year there's another Super Mario Brothers movie coming out um, that's going to be more true to the video game and source material, not that horrible uh, John Leguizamo movie that came out you know, back in the early 90s or something, so... Anyway, a lot to uh, look forward to in entertainment. Um, some movie reviews. Um, I uh, I got some movie reviews from my buddy Grant Kensington, who's been on the show. So shout out to him. He uh, recommended this movie called Chronicle. I think it came out around 2012. It was a pretty cool movie. Um, basically about these, these three friends in high school, and they encounter some sort of... Uh, alien like a hole or something in a hole that uh is like some sort of like alien thing and then it ends up giving them superpowers and it's not really about the alien or the superpowers it's kind of about how the effects of going from kind of losers to now these like superheroes affects them and it's all shot in like this found footage kind of way and it was it was very interesting on, on a kind of deeper level um i really really got a kick out of it really enjoyed it, it was a really really neat movie i do recommend it, it was called chronicle and um, what else did I see? I saw this movie called Spectral. I think that came out about five, six, seven years ago, too. Um, it's about a uh, military squadron in a different country, and they're being attacked by what seems to be like ghosts. And they thought it was like the enemy or some enemy weapon, but it turns out to be these these specters, and uh, I won't give any more away on that. It's a decent film. The The... The description of, of what they're fighting against when you finally find out is a little like, eh, but uh, some very good action sequences, some good suspense. It keeps you kind of on the edge of your seat. And, you know, if you're bored and there's nothing else to watch, uh, not not a bad flick, not a bad flick. So um, I did hear a lot about this other series of movies. It's called Fear Street. It's a trilogy. So there's three of them. Um, I was able to catch the first one. They take place in different time periods, but I guess it's around the same uh, issue. So um, part one takes place in 1994. Part two takes place in uh, 1978. And I think the third part takes place back in 1666. So I guess it's about the spirit of a witch and, you know, uh, it, it possesses a bunch of people over time. The first movie was cool. There was a lot of nostalgia to it. It was a lot of making you feel like it was 1994 with, like, dial-up internet and all sorts of stuff. And they definitely do an homage to, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and Halloween and all all these other, like, scary movies. Um, so it was okay. It was it was decent if you like that kind of thing, if you like Scream and that kind of stuff. Um you know, it, it, it was a decent, if you like Stranger Things, you'd like this, so, you know, uh, definitely give Chronicle two thumbs way up, Spectral, you know, I, I would give it, uh, you know, three and a half out of five stars, and uh, about Fear Street, I give about three and a half out of five stars too, so some decent films that I've been seeing, so um, take it for what it is, and um, if you guys are watching any movies out there, any TV shows, let me know, we'll review them, we'll take a look, so please uh, provide some feedback, I appreciate it, remember email address is thefiremarkethotmail.com. Um, other entertainment news I saw that Blake Shelton's leaving The Voice After the end of the season He's been on the show since 2001 That's crazy So, I mean, he's like a staple He's like the Simon Cowell of uh, of The Voice But, um, 
all right, you know, everybody's got to move on. So um, I think a week or two ago, we lost uh, Angela Lansbury. She passed away just shy of 96 years old. So she's been acting since she was 18, and her first role was actually in the movie Gaslight in 1944. That's something very relevant to today's world. Incredible length of a career. So um, for me, you know, you know, we respect her passing, but uh, I'm just glad that she wasn't murdered because... Who would we have to solve the case now that she's gone? Anyway, um, I saw this just came out. New Saw movies coming out next year, October 27th. It's going to be directed by Kevin uh, Greutert, if that's how you say his name right. He directed Saw 6 and Saw 7 and did editing work on the other movies. Um, Tobin Bell's back. He's set to return as Jigsaw, which is cool. Um, <clears throat> I pray they don't revisit that terrible Spiral movie from last year, though, because that was god-awful, the one with Chris Rock, so... Anyway, we'll see. I'm a big fan of the original Saw movie series, you know, one through seven. Jigsaw was kind of ah, and then that Spiral movie was complete trash. So I, you know, I'm kind of, I would love it if they just moved on to a different project because I don't really want them to spoil the source material because I think the original Saw series was done fantastic and I was a big fan. So, so we'll see though. But if Tobin Bell is going to be in it, I think it might, might be at least worth a, worth a peek. So I'll let you know how that is when it comes out. And then some big news today. After over a decade of legal battles, there's finally going to be some new Friday the 13th content. As a prequel series, just been ordered by Peacock. I'm super excited about this because there hasn't been new Friday the 13th content since 2009. And I'm a huge fan of the Friday the 13th series. So I just hope that they do it right and they do it for the fans uh, and they don't screw it up. Because you never know. Like I haven't, I've heard mixed about, you know, this Lord of the Rings prequel that's going on right now. They got the Game of Thrones prequel going on. I've heard good and bad. You know, the Star Wars content, I think, has been pretty good. I've heard very positive things about Andor. Haven't watched it yet. Uh, but I do plan on watching and reviewing it in subsequent episodes here. And Obi-Wan was awesome. So, you know, and I, I, I've heard good things about The Mandalorian. So, listen, we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, you get a franchise and you're just going to milk it until the cow's dry. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's our entertainment update. Um, on to trivia. So I've been watching the Halloween movies in the spirit of the season. Uh, there've been so many Halloween movies out there. It's crazy. So I just really stick to Halloween one, two and H2O cause that's kind of like a good trilogy. And, uh, you know, we kind of go from there, but, um, the director of Halloween H2O, he directed multiple movies in another horror franchise. What other horror franchise did he direct multiple movies in, and which ones in that franchise did he direct? So I'm going to say it again. The director of Halloween H2O, he also directed multiple movies in another horror franchise. So what other horror franchise is the one where he directed multiple movies in, and which numbers of those in that franchise that he directs. So that's your trivia question for our entertainment section today, October 31st, 2022. And I want to thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on the fire mark. Yeah.
Ha, 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 ha.